I, I said that they needed to come out and, and with the focus on LeBron game. One, they came out with the focus on love. And two, they come out with the focus on Kyrie Irving. And I didn't think that was the key to them having some kind of success. I felt that if you get LeBron going early, then everybody else will feed, feed off that momentum because I think in pressure situations, he tends to disappear. As we've seen in the Dallas series, the last time the Heat played the Spurs, it was one of the biggest uh, defeats in finals history. No, the biggest. And once again, we're to this point again. And, you know, a lot of LeBron fans like to point to, well, what about last year? Stuff like, well, it really wasn't no pressure because your guys weren't there. So you weren't expected to win. You know, so whatever you did, it was, you know, we're not expected to win. But now that the pressure is there, you know, you, you're going to see a different thing. So it's very important for him to get going early. And that's what I thought would be the game plan. And once again, it's, it, it's the same thing. Even though they didn't go to him early, it's the same one-on-one kickout, one-on-one kickout. I mean, I don't really understand why David Black got fired. Because it's not like anything too different. You know, they did great in the Eastern Conference with Black. So I'm not... And, uh, you know, the big difference. And once again, the competition level, it looks good. And, and you got to remember, they were doing the same. A lot of people say, oh, what are they doing? They're not going. No, they. this is what they did in the East. Remember, game with with, with Detroit, it would kick it in. Love was, was really getting off. It would kick it in. Love would get off sometimes. If it wasn't there, kick it out. If you remember against Toronto, they would put all the shooters around. Somebody goes in attacks. If it's not there, but it's just when you're playing, when it's when the talent matches off. And let's go back. Let's let's bring it back a little bit because Cle- we're talking to all the Cleveland. You know, I'm in Cleveland, so I, you know I've been hearing it since the Cavs beat Toronto. I've been hearing it since last year. And you know, I I like to think of myself as an objective fan. You know, so I just um. If it sounds like I'm leaning more towards Golden State, I salute the underdog and what that represents. But, you know, if we're just analyzing what's going on, I'm giving you a, a, an objective view. You know, if you really listen, and I said what the Cavs needed to do, and I pointed out what Golden State needed to do. But, you know, let's bring it back for the Cleveland fans. No, it's it's funny. It's I mean, after this loss, it's so funny. Like, all the excuses coming. But last time I checked... Everybody was telling me LeBron didn't have. I mean, I mean the most excuses get made get made for LeBron. I mean the, the most. I mean they all come out and it's like totally contradicting what they just said. Because last time I checked, Golden State stole one. Now LeBron got his guys. It's you know it's a wrap. You know that Kyrie was just gonna kill Curry. He was, he was killing them. Get like it, if they had them, they don't have a championship. It's a whole nother story. Um, did you see Cavs all through the East run through everything? Uh, Golden State is in trouble. We got, you know, we we're just as talented, if not more talented. You see how we moving? We can shoot threes better than them. Uh, the Paul Pierce is the you know all the analysts. Yeah, I think the Cavs got it now. Golden Golden State stole one, you know. So the 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 talk 
coming into this that the Cavs was a better team. You know, the Golden State just got lucky. You know, that's how everybody was telling me that, uh, you know, Golden State was in trouble. You know, the, the, the truth was getting ready to get exposed. But now, all of a sudden, Golden State is more talented. Their bench is better. Come on. I mean, you really got to make up your mind. I mean, if you just don't really understand the game, then I would accept an answer like that. But to go from that to the, I mean, you have to really make up what's your argument because I don't even know what I'm arguing anymore because one minute it's the Cavs on it are on another level and they're going to do this, this, and that. That doesn't happen. And now the excuse is LeBron doesn't have enough. LeBron never has enough when he's losing. It's always something else. It's always he needs this now. He needs that now. Okay, he needs to leave Cleveland now and go with this superstar and that superstar. And then they got to put all of this, this, and this around him. And it was this excuse, losing to the Mavericks. Now the Heat, Wade, he's getting injured. Wade's getting old. He needs to go back to the Cavs. And he go back to the Cavs. He doesn't want Wiggins. I want Kevin Love. He wants Shumper. Get Shumper. Gets uh, J.R. Smith. Gets Moskov. I mean, everything. He doesn't want David Blatt. David Blatt is the problem. Gets, I mean, whatever he wants, the guy gets. But then when something go wrong, it's not enough. Before this, oh, he, you know, it's looking good. And once again, I was saying, and that's how I know most of you guys, not, not my listeners, because, you know, I know people listen to me. You know, they, they, they tend to look into the, the you know, they know a thing or two about basketball, but I'm saying your average sports fan that I come into contact with in Cleveland, they're really more emotion-based and logic-based. You know, they're not really watching the game and breaking down, okay, this was successful, so that this is why they can beat this team, this team, and this team. It's just more so that work, that work. But you're not looking at the co competition level matters. If you're doing something against nobody, when you play somebody, it's going to be a shock that that's not working. You know, and, and it's the same thing over and over again. It's one-on-one. -on -one. If nothing there, kick out. Shoot. Hope it go in. It's, I mean, it's a simple offense. I mean, it's, that's, that's not nothing complex to stop. And you're playing up against a group of guys who plays a real team ball. Everybody touches the ball. You know, it's, it's, it's egoless. It's, and, and now I think another thing, what I said last time, you're starting to see the chemistry issue. You see how quick LeBron got down. You see, I mean, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. And, and this is the problem when you try to compare them to the greats. We Everybody was quick to get on Kobe on Shaq. Like, oh, can Kobe win without Shaq? Can Kobe win without Shaq? Can Kobe? Oh, Kobe can't win without Shaq. Kobe can't do it without Shaq. But we've never heard, can LeBron win without D-Wade? We've never heard that. We don't know that LeBron can win without D-Wade. Because I think what a lot of people didn't take into consideration was, yes, LeBron was the best player, but Wade was the leader of the team. You know, he was equally respected on that team. There's no one on the cast that's equal. You know that Kyrie's great, but he doesn't have that same respect level. Wade was already a champion. Wade had led his team back in that Dallas series when they won the championship. Wade put the team on his, you know, he had did this before LeBron came so far as the respect level. 
LeBron may have rubbed somebody the wrong way as he did with Kevin Love, as he did with Kyrie at times, because we heard Stephen A. All, say all year that he likes LeBron. Kyrie likes LeBron as a person, but he doesn't really want to play with LeBron because he wants to, you know, be more dominant of the ball, and he can't do that with LeBron because LeBron wants to dominate the ball, you know. But but it's the small things like staring people down when things go wrong, the subtweets, the smart comments and press conference. All it can get brushed off on the Heat because. D-Wade was a guy that held just as much weight, so he might say something to Chalmers or yell at Chalmers on TV and, you know, show him up, but Wade could come, and, you know, and calm down the situation because, you know, everybody looked at Wade as the leader. Even LeBron looked at Wade as, like, the big brother. So, whereas he can brush off any other coach because Wade respects Spolster, because Pat Riley demands that type of respect, you have to listen to what's going on, you know, because you're the best player. But D-Wade is the leader, so as Wade go, everyone else will go. So all he had to focus on was being the best player. And that's why I feel like ultimately Cleveland fans get ready. You know, I've been saying this all year. I believe the comeback to Cleveland was to woo you guys again because it's not hard. You know, it's the it's a wishy washy type situation for the most people that I come in contact with. You know, you hated him when he left and now you just open arms when he comes back. You know, I don't I don't get that. You know, I'm not I was never a, a, a LeBron fan, you know, from the beginning. Anybody knows me knows this, but I'm not with that one minute I'm with you and one minute I'm not. You know, I respect the LeBron fans who followed them to the heat and then now they're with him now. Like the ones who Hated him when he went to the Heat, and now they're back on him now. You know, that's that's not genuine to me. That's not a genuine fan. If you're a fan of the guy, be a fan of the guy. But, you know, I'm not a fan of that. I'm a fan of loyalty. I feel like, you know, you go to where you – because let's stop saying it just wasn't enough in Cleveland because Chris Bosh said he was going to do whatever LeBron wanted to do. So if LeBron would have stayed in Cleveland, Chris Bosh would have came to Cleveland. Chris Paul, it was – you know, rumors going out, and, and this is known. You can look this up. Chris Paul – wanted to come to Cleveland. He said he wanted to come play for Byron Scott and he wanted to play with LeBron. So everything was getting re ready to set up before he went to the Heat to happen here. You know, you hit it. And, and the pressure from it is because it's not us that's putting this pressure on him. He came in and put number 23 on. So you put the Michael Jordan pressure on yourself. Sign a Nike you do. Do everything in the same steps. And not only did you say that, you say, I'm going to light Cleveland up like Vegas. You promised the champ. Nobody told you to do these things. But then when you put that type of uh, super, superstar Jordan pressure on him, the LeBron fans and LeBron, and it doesn't happen. He wants to, you know, I don't know, you know, like it's unfair treatment. But you said this. When you was the one who went to Miami and said, you know, not only did the press conference, but then come not one, did not two, not three, not four. Not four. You, you put all of this talk out there, but then when – Everybody else holds you to it outside of your 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 core fan base. Then you, uh, you know, it's, un, it's it's like he's getting treated unfair. Oh, but he did this, this, and this. No, yeah, okay, he did this, this, and that. But he said this. You know, he's putting himself in in that dangerous area when you put yourself in that Jordan space. The expectation is different. And stop acting like you guys don't know that. He's the one who said it. You know, so when it doesn't materialize, remember, it's not. The people who put the pressure on itself, he said this. You know, so let, let's get into what what happened in this game. I mean, 17 shots from the best player. 
when they needed you. That's unacceptable. I mean, that's why it's disrespectful to put, no matter what he's done, he's a great talent. Some people are just gifted. You're six foot eight with a high basketball IQ and all that. You can wake up out the bed and do a lot of the things that he's did. He's gifted out of this world. You know what I mean? I mean, he's one of the, arguably the most talented, just so you don't think I'm just, he's arguably the most talented player ever. But as far as in the NBA, the association, that's a different story. When you start putting them in that Kobe light, that Jordan light, you know, that's, that's, that's disrespectful. Because you, you're talking about guys that's, you know, built to something else. You know, built to something else. It's not running to the best situation. You know, that, that didn't happen. That's not how these guys built their legacy. They don't shy away in the moment. I mean, what LeBron could wake up out the bed and get a triple-double. We talking about... On the big stage, what happens? On the big stage, what happens? And we all know this. You know, it's, this is no secret. Even the LeBron fans are now, I have some of the deepest LeBron fans like, man, you, you might be right. You know what I mean? I think we really starting to see what, you, what you're saying, I think. And, and you're really starting to see it now because now it's no, at this point, it's nothing to hide behind. You know, it's it's nothing to hide behind. It's just no D Wade to hide behind. It's no, oh, he's just young to hide behind. Now was your time. You wanted your team. You wanted to, you know, you you you, you leave Wade when I felt like that was a uh, the guy who took up for you. You know, a lot of times when he was getting a lot of the press, Wade was the one taking up for him in the press conferences. Wade was the one who made it easy for him. Oh no, this is LeBron's team. Wade was the one who, you know, did the leadership role and let him go out and be the guy. He could have made that difficult, but he didn't. He stepped back and let him have his time, and, and they won. But when he was going through his injury stuff, and it seems to be a little better in Cleveland because they have a young guy who's, you know, it looks like he he he, he may be just as, just as maybe he has more longevity. Cleveland has room to make moves. Their situation starts to look more favorable. And then you leave him. And now, when this situation doesn't look as favorable, Miami now has a true point guard in Grodzic. They have a true big man and a sign white side. They have young guys like Justice Winslow and uh, Johnson. And, you know, their situation maybe looks more favorable with a, a leader in D-Wade and a, and a, and a real coach and. Eric Spostra and a higher up who whose name means something and Pat Riley. Are you gonna go back to that now? You know, so it's just like, oh man, you know, whatever is favorable. Like I know I knew who it was. This was coming back about Brandon. He wants to be he wanted to be a billionaire and what was holding him back because there was so much hate from the move to Miami and Cleveland and he had to restore that uh that hometown love because of course people here are gonna open them backwards. Open arms, we love you again. That that made you know brought the stock back up. And the plan was if we could win, it's a good thing. But if not, at least on the business side, we're taken care of. If it doesn't happen, we come back to Miami. And I just, uh, I was talking to Moore and Corey B today, and Corey B put me on to something that I didn't even know. I've been saying this on the Dan Lebertar show. You can look this up as well. Uh, you know how the players are mic'd up. The mic caught LeBron talking to Wade. 
And he was saying that, you know, if this doesn't work out here, he's coming back to Miami and they're going to be bigger and better than ever. Now, I didn't even know this when I was talking this. I've been talking this for a long time, but, you know, it doesn't surprise me. This was a business move. And he needs that. And he also had made the comment he want to play with LeBron, Melo, Chris Paul. He looks at all them guys like big brothers. He needs that big brother of the team where he can just go focus on being the best player, you know. I don't know what else, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be an excuse. So, I mean, I'm done arguing, you know, after this. I, I do see I picked the Warriors for one. Um, I think game three, and once again, it's, 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 it's one thing you just come out and you put it all on the line and you lose. You know, this is the finals, you know, even with Caleb going out. Man, come on. I mean, it's all at stake right now, but I think that goes into the factor in when you go back. Like I said, when it starts getting bad, all of the stuff that happens comes back. So, whereas if it was really the chemistry thing was there, you would see him, you know, put himself on the line. But he remembers that LeBron alienated him when they was taking pictures early on, that he made the comments that he made, subtweeting, throwing shots and press, all of that comes back into play. So why would I put myself on the line for you when, you know, you don't really got love, you know what I mean? If he wins, you know, you, you, LeBron is going to be the guy that's really celebrated, not love. So, you know, what is it, what's in it for love to really put himself on the line for a guy that's disrespected him? You know, since he's been there, made this situation uncomfortable. It's got a little better during the playoffs and recently. But, you know, for the most part, it's been disrespect. Dis disrespect. So why would he put himself on the line? Uh, the guy who they said it was going to destroy Curry, 10 points. You know, we're, we're, that's what I just want to know. Like, where are the Cavs fans who are talking all of it? You know what I mean? Now it's, it's just not enough. It's just not enough. Man, listen. For anybody who's getting an argument with those type of cats, don't, don't even talk to them. It is what it is because you know what's up. You've been to what's up, but now they know. You know, they really know that it, you can't put, you know, the the thought was, can he get to Jordan? Uh, we don't even know he's going to get to Kobe, Tim Duncan. Don't forget Tim is 5-1. Like, we don't know that. Steph Curry has come out of nowhere. The underdog come out of nowhere just when it looked like it was – Penciled in that the Cavs were going to win it. Steph Curry comes out of nowhere, and now it's, the, it's looking like the Curry here. Is anything possible? Can anything happen? Yes, yeah, something can happen, but how it looks right now. And it, it's, it's the effort, LeBron, 17 shots. Man, come on, you got to do better than that when it's, when it's all on your back. I remember Kobe going out shooting against Boston, even when they lost, going out shooting. These guys sitting down, man. I, I don't get that. You know, it's, this is this is for all the marbles. This is when it counts. You know, you got your head, it, and it's different, man. You, you 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 can say what you want about Steph Curry, but when the big moment comes and they really need him the most, he shows up, and that's why it's it's more of a along with the underdog thing. But in the big moment, you know, you can count on him, and and that's why. People aren't uncomfortable when you had that conversation with the great grace, with that Jordan. You know, he's doing all of that. And if he does this, it just really puts him in that Jordan conversation. That's what he's doing. But he's not doing that. This is what the people's doing. Now, remember, he hasn't put that pressure on. That's the difference. When things go right and wrong, the difference between is LeBron put the 23 on. LeBron said he was lighting Cleveland up like Vegas. 
LeBron left, said not he was gonna win you know, seven to eight predicting like that. And then he retracts, you know, statement. You know what I mean? So he's the one that puts the pressure on himself. Nobody, you know, his fans doesn't want to admit it. One minute they're, you know, the the Warriors got lucky. One minute he's talking that Curry didn't deserve the MVP. And now it's going to be a whole different story. He just didn't have enough. So, you know, I know what he is. LeBron never is going to have enough no matter what happens. I I wouldn't be surprised if Love just sat out so they could have another excuse, you know, where and then he just in the press conference where we didn't have all of our guys and this, this, and that. It's, it's always going to be something. You know, it's always going to be something. It's always an excuse, and not just from his from his supporters, but from him as well. It's always going to be an excuse. But, um... Game three, I expect Curry and Clay to 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 really have a big night. I expect thirty from one of those guys at least. Um, I expect it pretty much to be the same. They're out hustling them like it's it's really a hustle thing. They're 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 killing them on the boards. It just seems like all of these guys wanted more. Is 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 they're together? Like Rage, I'm saying he never been around a group of guys. They just genuinely enjoy being around each other, and that all starts with Steph. Even though Jeremiah has a his energy and glue role, if Steph was a, a you know Madonna and he, if he had LeBron personality, this doesn't work. You have to be able to step back and let everybody play their role. You have to make everybody feel comfortable, even when you're the best, and that's how everything works. To it, that's that. This is what you get. When, when when you're a superstar is unselfish, but that comes from him being the underdog. He hasn't always had it handed to him, you know, so he understands what it feels like to be down. So once he got up, he's going to treat the people down differently. It's like the Robin Hood. And most people who've never been in that position, they don't understand that because they don't know what it feels like to be down. You know, if you've always been giving it to you, or you've always been the one that, you know, got whatever, whether if you, you always the one who got picked, you always the one who got the good. You don't understand coming from the mentality of someone who, who didn't always get whatever it is, and now they're in that position of the top, and they're getting it. They're going to treat people differently because they remember when they was down who was around and how people treated them, so they're going to come with a different mentality. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at a sweep, but, you know, to be fair, I give it a 4-1. Maybe they figure it out. But I was looking right now. These guys are just so locked in. I think the icing on the cake to this season because a lot of the greats were disrespecting them would be a, a sweeper of the Cavaliers to have two wins on LeBron. Now you get a win on LeBron, Kyrie, and K-Love. There won't be nothing nobody can say no more. It's been disrespect for Steph Curry all year from the greats. And, you know, I hope. People get out of their emotions. You know, I hope they really get out of their emotions and salute what these guys do. Salute what the team has done. Steph, everybody, you know, it's the perfect storm. Draymond having a big game. It's, it's really teamwork, strength in numbers, you know. And when you don't have an ego and you put, you know, everything together and, and just lean on each other and block out everything else, keep the positive energy, control what you can control, uh, keep that underdog chip on your shoulder. You know, this is what you get. You know, this is what you get. Um, it's no disrespect to the Cavs. Um, but I just call it like I see it, you know. I see myself as one of the last honest voices in sports. Um, man, you know, it's amazing just, you know, what I'm seeing because I understand that, you know, 
outside of the Bulls, and that was a long time ago. You know, we haven't. This hasn't been done. You know, a, a winning season like this is just the greatest season in NBA history. This is the greatest team that I've seen with my eyes. And you know, I'm just taking it all in, even though I'm from Cleveland. Uh, prior to LeBron coming back, I was the Cleveland's biggest Cleveland sports fan. When everybody jumped ship, I was the last one on ships. You know, still room for the Cavs. So let's really get that right. It's not really about. It just I don't believe in what LeBron stands for, and I couldn't. You know, that's that's not something I can root for. I'm not a fair weather fan. If I'm with you, I'm with you. If I'm not, I'm not. You know, and if and if I am with you, I'm gonna be with you to the ships. Ain't gonna. You know, I was rooting for the Cavs when I remember nobody was. Nobody wanted to watch the Cavs game, but they can remember me coming around talking all that about the Cavs. But uh, shout out to the Indians. They're number one right now. <laughs> Who's doing better than the Yankees? Best pitching in baseball. Um, I'm optimistic about a playoff round. Uh, from them, I think uh, we have the right pieces. Hopefully we can keep everybody this year. No, that's, that's pretty much it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the music. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Greek Geek Chronicles. Make sure you check out uh, Banco's new project coming out, Claire Music, uh, May I Vibe, the dope project out right now. And uh, my project I dropped, I Still Love You EP. It's no offense to anybody. It's just my opinions. And, you know, just because I feel how I feel, it doesn't mean you're wrong. You know, I'm not one of those people, you know, I'm just right, I'm right, I'm right. No, I, I have the right to feel how I feel, and you have the right to feel how you feel. I don't think sports or anything else should divide us. I think we should all be able to exist and have our opinions and still, you know, nobody's rubbed the wrong way. You know, this is just how I feel about the situation. Uh, if you feel different, I respect it. I can respect it. You know, I'm not always right. But, you know, this is just my take on the aspect. The Warriors to handle their business in Cleveland. If not, they'll get it done. Uh, first game in Golden State. And, you know, we're talking about Steph and, and, and Michael Jordan after this. And, you know, this is definitely a big blow to the legacy of LeBron James. I think, um, you know, the question still remains, can LeBron win without Dwayne Wade? And that's something we, we don't know right now. But we'll find out pretty soon. I'm out. That merry money be calling me in my sleep I just pray to God I don't fuck around and get killed out in these streets But if I do, bury me with 30 bitches in my casket If I do, bury me with 30 bitches in my casket If I do, bury me with 30 bitches in my casket 30 bitches in my casket, bury me, bury me But if I do, bury me with 30 bitches in my casket If I do, bury me with 30 bitches in my casket If I do, bury me with 30 bitches in my casket 30 bitches in my casket, bury me, bury me, bury me with 30 bitches in my casket, nigga laid to rest, and I'm from the curse, so you know I do it the fucking best, and I don't even fucking stress, I don't even own a tech, nigga wanna talk us in the bourgeois dress.